0: Thank you to this week's sponsor, Nicole Christiansen Photography. Nicole is a phenomenal photographer based in Southern Utah and she is willing to travel anywhere. She does family and wedding photography. I'm so glad Nicole is the sponsor for this episode is that her goal is to capture the in-between moments. She says anyone can smile for a camera and a pose, but she likes to get that real life photography that happens in between the poses, the real life. She's offering 20% off to anyone who mentions the ICU podcast. Go to her website nicolechristiansen.com to check out her work. Welcome to ICU, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 76, 100% present, with Sydney Jakes, civil engineer, CEO, and speaker. Hey there. I don't know about you, but it has been a really intense month. For those of you that follow me on social media, You might know that we hate cancer a lot in this family. We super duper hate it. And we recently lost our niece on my husband's side, Elena Demas, to neuroblastoma. She was only 21 months old and it's it's sure been a heartbreaking time for all of us, but especially for her parents, as you can imagine. So I just wanted to thank anyone who has left kind comments for them and supported them in any way. Please leave a review and rate the podcast wherever you listen. It truly is a game changer for me to have those ratings I'm so stoked to share this interview with you. Let me give you just a picture of Sydney Jakes. She's not going to act like it, but she's kind of a big deal. She's a successful civil engineer. She's the CEO of her own engineering firm, which she started, and now she travels the globe speaking and training. So needless to say, I was a little bit intimidated to have her come to my house to record this interview. But the thing about Sydney is that she's so approachable, you can't be nervous around her. She walked in, she brought my kids presents, she brought me something as a thank you for having her. I'm pretty sure it should be the other way around, right? She's just truly an absolute light and pleasure to be around and her wisdom today is so on track with what a happy fulfilling life looks like. Sydney Jakes, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I love the work that you do. Thank you. Will you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, I grew up on a farm in Montana. I will forever claim I was raised by the best parents in the world, had the perfect childhood growing up, learned how to work hard. I graduated from BYU with a degree in civil engineering, one of only two female engineers at the time. And I worked for a while and decided life was too short to live in a design cubicle, and so I set off on my own and started my own business. Uh, The tagline of my business is the people side of engineering, and so I focused on helping engineers and contractors communicate and build better teams. And over the last four years, I've broken off and also built a public speaking career. So, kind of have two businesses running simultaneously, and I love it.
0: That's awesome. I heard you speak at the Speaker Showcase, and I was just really blown away by your message. What lessons did you learn as you started your business? that's a great question.
1: Uh, Honestly, when I started my business, I felt like I was jumping off a cliff. Uh, It took me a long time to get the courage to do it. I had a degree in engineering, no business experience, didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, It felt like there were so many people with so much more experience and so much more connections, but I just decided to go for it. Uh, So when I did, I hired a business coach and my business coach taught me how to set up kind of a strategic plan and a little bit about accounting. But the most important thing that he taught me that I've never forgotten is he said, Sydney, if you're going to be successful with people, you have to learn to be 100% present. Hmm. And Julie, really, how often are we 100% present? Right. And so uh, that that really was life changing to me. Um, But as I speak to audiences today, I say that was 25 years ago when I started my business. And if you can even remember life 25 years ago, I didn't have an iPad, an iPod, a cell phone. I didn't have a laptop computer. Like I just had this big clunky thing that stayed on my desk. But even then he was telling me to be successful in life and in business, I had to learn to be 100% present. So to me that it really was life changing. And it's a message that even though it's 25 years old, uh, I think it's the most important thing that we can do. And as I've listened to your work and the things that you're doing, I just think this is the perfect tie-in because if we truly strive to be a hundred percent present and we're seeing people we're listening to people we're connecting with people
0: oh i love it yeah and that it's interesting because i don't feel like i learned that lesson until i really needed it in my early well throughout my 20s and i still need it but that almost is i mean ahead of time i feel like for him to say that 25 years ago and now with the rise in anxiety and depression just being overstimulated in general by our environment, for him to just already give you that treasure yeah, so early ab- on.
1: Ab- absolutely, and I think that's why it, why it stuck with me even before the technology. Uh, but one interesting experience I had, um, I felt like I was doing pretty good at it with my clients, and one day I pulled into my driveway and I was on my phone, which I feel like I spend my life on my phone, and I got out of my car and I started walking into my house, and all of a sudden, it just occurred to me that on the other side of that door were literally the most important people in my world. And that day I walked back and I sat in my car and I finished my phone call and I put my phone in my purse and I zipped up my purse and I thought from this day forward, I've got to focus on being hundred percent present with my family, not just with my clients. And, um, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of power in having a, a common framework. And so at our house, if, if my kids want to have a conversation and I do look down at my phone, they'll just call me out. They're like, 100%, Mom, 100%. <laughs> and so it's been kind of a fun thing that um, we just, we call it out and we just, we just expect it from each other. So, and are
0: you able to do the same with them? Absolutely. Yep, <laughs> I absolutely. That. I love that. <sighs> what I really took from, actually, you can see on my cork board over there. I still have the wrapper from your chocolate chip cookie that you handed out after your speech. Oh, so funny. and Because it really stuck with me. I don't know anything about engineering, <laughs> but your message about the upper arrow really stuck with me um, and the way that I live my life and the way I interact with people. And so would you just explain the concept of the upper arrow? Absolutely. It's a little hard to do
1: without visualizing it, but, but basically it boils down to when I started my business, I knew I had to have two things. I had to have a, a quality product and service and I had to have satisfied customers. And so I just created this little model um, that shows if I have zero quality, I have zero customer satisfaction. As I improve my quality, my customers were more satisfied. But the thing that I didn't know would happen that there comes this point of diminishing returns where um, if our quality is really, really good, people aren't really gonna notice that much. So I discovered the upper arrow, which just means how can I go above and beyond in a way that will set me apart? So if I'm trying to compete against to get more clients or to serve them better, what are the upper arrows I can offer them? So in my business as an engineer, I love to bake chocolate chip cookies. And I thought, okay, how many other engineers are gonna bake chocolate chip cookies? none of them. And so I started baking chocolate chip cookies and taking them to all my meetings and my workshops. And then as my team started to grow, I taught them how to bake chocolate chip cookies. And now it's a requirement if you're on my team and you go to a meeting, Uh, we figured last year we made over 18,000 chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And that's not our business. Our business is, you know, our engineering services, but um, but it's an upper arrow. It's something that sets us apart. And I found that that model applies so much in life. It can apply to your business if you are an employer. It absolutely applies because in order to retain your employees, what are the upper arrows that you're going to provide that are different um, than your competitors? But I just think personally in life to have that mindset of what can I do to go to the next level? And I think oftentimes we think it has to be hard. Oh, well, you bake chocolate chip cookies every day. But I found out more than that, it just has to be intentional to just start with the focus of how can I serve? How can I connect? How can I show up? Just being intentional, being 100% present, that's an upper arrow that not very many people in the world are offering today. And so, so for me, it's just it's been really fun because it's a it's a concept that I've developed um, that applies in so many different ways, and it, and it's sticky. People like it. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and it's it tastes good. I honestly wasn't <laughs> expecting them to taste good because you had so many of them. It was right. mass produced, I ate it, and it was good. And you came and you let me have another one afterwards. You're like, who wants <laughs> them? I was like, I do. I'll take it to Rob. And I came home and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to cut back. And I was like, okay, good. And I ate the other one too. So they taste good. That's, that's but, well, pretty well awesome. I'll tell you another quick story. This week,
1: I had the chance to speak for the Clyde Company's annual meeting. I saw that. And there were almost 500 people there. And I had some of the guys that I've worked with before come up and they're like, I sure hope you have cookies. And I said, are you kidding? There's 500 people here. How could I make that many cookies? And then of course, about halfway through my presentation, I had assistants there that brought cookies to all the tables. <laughs> all of them. People <laughs> loved it, but yeah. Because now fun. you're for it, so exactly. you can't really go back. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's fun. Clyde Company is the owned Sunrock. <laughs> they own Sunrock. They, I worked for Clyde. Sunrock. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Fun. Just okay. as, a, as a cashier in high school for yep. like two years. Yep, yep exactly. Yep, I know them. That's fun. What we're kind of coming to is connection, connecting with people with that upper arrow. How do you feel like intentionally seeking opportunities to connect? helped you build this successful engineer firm that you have now and, and now you're speaking business as well. It's kind of funny because
1: at first people sort of laugh at the cookies, uh, but it really, when you think, I don't know if you know engineers, but typically engineers are kind of nerdy and kind of quiet, <laughs> not very outgoing. And so when I walk into a room full of engineers and I've got a big smile on my face and I've got a plate of cookies, it's my way to connect. I mean, it, it honestly is. and. Uh, you know, I had somebody tell me once, you don't bake cookies because you like cookies. You bake cookies because that's how you connect with people. And, and and looking back, I think it really is true. I didn't realize that that much at the beginning. Um, and and I think people realize it's different than stopping at the store and bringing in a box of donuts to the meeting. Like I got up that morning and baked them some cookies. Um, so I think connection is just, it's so important. Uh, one of the things that I learned many years ago from a great mentor of mine, um, is that she just taught me that every morning when she gets up, the very first thing that she does is she prays and she says to God, just help me find one person that I can help today. And that's something that I've done for years that has opened up so many doors and so many incredible experiences to me. And since I've started listening to your podcast, sometimes I say, just God help me know who to see today, you know? And and I I just, I really believe that, that the universe or God, Um, has people for us to connect with, um, people that we can touch and um, that we can serve. And, And it starts with that intention of wanting to do that and being willing to do that.
0: If there's someone listening that's really struggling, they're feeling discouraged and just kind of a mess. I've been there before. I think most of us have been in those moments where we're having a hard time moving forward and connection can sound like a chore. What would be your message to them? It's a hard question. You <laughs> can think about it for a second. Or what would you have told yourself maybe when, when things have been challenging in your life? What do you uh, wish you could have done? Uh, one, one, of the, one of the tools that
1: I use with my uh, women's leadership groups that I do, that, that I think really helps no matter what state that you're in, is again, it comes back to being intentional, but um, I, I encourage everyone that I work with to create uh, a personal brand to be intentional about who you are and how you wanna show up. And one of the exercises that I use to do this is to pick three words. So you are intentional about, this is how I would want people to think of me, this is how I wanna show up. And so for me, my words are happy, high energy, and adding value. And so when I get up in the morning, my my first thoughts are how can I show up for other people, being happy, high energy, adding value. And I know there's times when that's harder for us and there's times when we're discouraged. But I think if we start out with that mindset of instead of being inward focused, to just, just say, how how can I show up for other people? Whether it's the people in my house or people that I work with or in my community, but to just be really intentional about who do you want to be and, and how do you, you wanna show up? Uh, I, I really believe that just by starting with that, with that kind of mindset of, deciding and,
0: and then being kind to yourself it really can't make a big difference yeah well and it's interesting because I feel like I used to when I've been in some just icky parts of my life I would think about that idea that serving other people makes you happier and it just felt so overwhelming to me at the time but I really have learned in my life that it really does make you happier even if it's just a little bit maybe you can't go you know, build orphanages right. in the world country, but right. just, just finding some way to shift from inward to outward in small ways, whether it's with your kids, your employees, things like that, right. changes everything. Yeah. Well,
1: and like I was saying, starting the day, just thinking, you know, who can I help today? Often that help is a text message or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be hard. It just, it, it can be small and it can be simple. So Julie, being here, I I just had a a memory of an experience I had. Is it okay if I just share one more story with you? Absolutely. Uh, so one time I was downtown Salt Lake at a big chamber of commerce meeting and I had taken cookies and a lot of times I take them and I, I wrap them in those individual wrappers like you have. And so I had done the chamber of commerce meeting and I I came out of the building and I still had some more cookies. And so as I was walking down the sidewalk, I was just talking to total strangers (laughs) saying, do you want some cookies? And when they're wrapped up, they usually feel pretty safe. And, and so anyway, I, I approached this man, he kind of, uh, looked like a very hard-working man, he had a shirt on like maybe a Questar Gas or some sort of a utility company shirt and jeans and, and so I gave him a cookie and I said they're kind of small you better take two and and so he smiled and took the cookies and I went over to my car and when I got to my car in the parking lot I had to send a couple emails and stuff before I left and I was just getting ready uh, to start my car and he came up and he he approached the side of my car. And so I jumped out and um, started talking to him. And he just said, I just really want to thank you for these cookies. And I'm like, oh, no big deal. You're so welcome. And I could just tell that he really wanted to talk. Yeah. And so I just took the time and I, I started talking to him and asking him some questions. and And within a very short period of time, he just said, these cookies mean so much to me because my daughter used to make me chocolate chip cookies almost every day when I came home from work. And I said, she used to, and he said, he said, yeah, she, she just last week committed suicide. And he just opened up and shared with me how he was hurting and uh, a lot of miracles that had happened that had touched his heart and helped him to have peace. And it was honestly one of the most amazing experiences of my life standing in a parking lot with a total stranger, um, but just talking to him, trying to comfort him giving him hugs and um, it's just one of those days I'll never forget and I know that by me being willing to kind of get out of my comfort zone and hand a, a total stranger chocolate chip cookies <laughs> that he felt comfortable enough to come talk to me and to share his story and share his pain um, and so I really I just I just really believe that as we open up and we look for opportunities that we can connect with other people, even sometimes strangers that, that will be put in paths and just ways that, that we can help people that, that I, just, I just know that's real. That, yeah. that there's, there's a place uh, for us to be able to, to share who we are with others and, and that if we're looking for that, those opportunities will,
0: will be there. Thank you for sharing that. That's really powerful. Can I ask you one other question? Because there's something I've been thinking a lot about. As you talked about that story, it made me think about how you've been pretty successful in those areas of your life that we've been discussing. Um, and I'm sure it hasn't always been easy. I feel like something that can sometimes get in the way of success is ego. Sometimes I think of ego as just feeling prideful, like we're better than someone. But ego in that with having success... I feel like you can have a lot of you can put on a lot of self pressure that can get away from you looking outward and you start looking inward. Do you have any thoughts on how you've been able to manage that in your successes so that you can continue to look outward and not internalize the pressure and and just self focus? Right, uh, I, I do feel I do feel lucky. Like I really do feel like I was
1: blessed to be born with an outward focus. Like it's just the way my brain works. It's always like, what can I do for somebody else? Uh Um, But again, it's, it's part of being intentional. Um, And as my business has, has grown and I have an amazing life the things that we're able to do, but I, I am constantly focusing on, just what can, I, what can I do to help others? And um, I have a good friend that I've helped for many, many years. She's been in and out of homelessness. And over Christmas vacation, my daughter's boyfriend helped me spend a day getting her car fixed and, and doing these things. And at the end of the day, I thought, wow, that felt good because I realize I'm to the point where it's easier for me to give money than time and just spending that day serving her, I was like, wow, I've got to remember that giving money is good, but time is so important and to not get so caught up in my businesses and all my things that that I don't forget to, to continue to give the time because yeah. that makes such a big difference.
0: So the first person that got me in contact with you was Clint Pulver, and I can mm-hmm. see why now, because you're reminding me of what he said, which is, I hope that I'm always a person that can take a phone call. Yeah. He's really big on <laughs> that. That's really cool.
1: Well, just one plug for Clint. <laughs> yeah, just one. I, I put in a Yeah, clue. no, no. I have to say, he and I did a. Um, I was able to take my son on a humanitarian trip to Guatemala, and Clint was the leadership speaker. And we got to spend a week with him, and it was life changing for my son and I. And Clint's continued to be a mentor to him, and just been fabulous.
0: Yeah, you know? I think he's a mentor to a lot of people. He's a mentor <laughs> yeah. to a lot of people. He's pretty yeah. great. Well, thanks again for being here. Sharing Thank your you. Heart. I appreciate Thank it. I appreciate it. Thanks to Sydney, my new friend, for taking the time to be present with me and all of us as listeners. I can see that she truly believes the principle of being 100% present and finding the upper arrow because she lives it. A big thank you again to this week's sponsor, Nicole Christiansen Photography. Nicole does family and wedding photography and her main goal is to capture the in-between moments. She's careful to get the beautiful pose shots we all want and she's best known for getting all the stuff in between. She is offering 20% off to anyone who mentions the ICU podcast and she's not afraid to travel. Go to her website nicolechristiansen.com to check out all her incredible work. You can also follow her on Instagram at nicolechristiansenphoto. Podcast listeners, thank you for listening in today. It means a lot that you're here. And until next time, my name is Julie Lee and I see you.